Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here's Jones.com slash audio for all the best clips and moments uh, from the show here in case you missed it or want to hear it again once we are done. And Ligori's on the program this hour, checking in on day two of the PGA Championship. A.J. Hawk in our final hour. Let us begin with Zach Randolph. Now... <laughs> Was it, I feel like, was it me and you recently just talking about the Kings and the good offseason, including Zach Randolph, and and you forgot Zach's uh, strip club trip during his grandmother's funeral? Uh, Maybe. Hell, I don't know. Uh, So Zach, either way, had himself. What's wrong with him going to strip club up to his grandma's funeral? Yeah, it was you, because that's what you said when it came up the first time. People grieve in different ways. Yep, that's, you're quoting yourself now verbatim. Even your facial expression is the same. Hey, whatever it takes, right? (laughs) (laughs) To get right again. Yeah, get yourself right. (laughs) If it takes ginger, it takes ginger. Yeah. Uh, So Zach has himself. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I just went to my grandma's funeral. Oh, baby, let me cheer you up a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, if you insist. It's going to cost you, though. Yeah. <laughs> One less dollar. I'll give you a discount. Something that I think you own is playing noises at mine. That might have been mine. All right, so <laughs> Zach Randolph is in the news uh, for the wrong reasons again this morning because he was arrested Wednesday night into Thursday in Los Angeles. Um, one of multiple people arrested. Uh, the quick details are police, regular routine, driving around, saw a group of people drinking, smoking weed, playing loud music. They had blocked off a street. Block party! Uh, I guess, but without the correct permits um, and maybe permit? ignoring local ordinances. <laughs> so police wanted the group to disperse. Group got upset. Apparently bottles were thrown. Mm. Cruiser tires were slashed. And Zach Randolph got arrested and among the charges, felony charge of marijuana possession with the intent to sell. So here we are with Zach Randolph. Um, I, well, my, what's my, the, go ahead. What, no, go no, ahead. no, go ahead. Well, first of all, Nickerson Gardens is the area where they were in South Central L.A., and that's a well-known place, at least back when I was at, living in California, living in L.A., going to UCLA, and even after that. Uh, we didn't venture into that territory too often, between Compton, Gardena, uh, rough spot, but he's hanging out with boys and chilling out a little block party. They're drinking, they're smoking, playing dominoes, playing loud music, all that good stuff. Now, the intent to sell, the reason they're saying it's intent to sell is because of the quantity. Right. The quantity was two pounds. Yeah. That won't last a week <laughs> in an NBA player's home. Two pounds, man. That's not <laughs> intent to sell. That's intent to smoke by myself. That's an, well, int- I'm an NBA player. Yeah, intent on vacation. Right. Yeah. What do you mean intent? I ain't selling. I don't need to sell. Uh, we, this is not Nate Newton. This is not, uh, <laughs> what's my man, Bam, uh, play at Texas Tech. Bam Morris. Remember he got called with no, all the No, I don't remember that one. Yeah, former Steelers running back. And, and Nate had Hook what? Hook him. Nate, no, no, no. That's not Hook him, man. Are you crazy? <laughs> no. uh, Nate had, what, th- 200 pounds? 
or maybe even more. Nate Newton, right? <laughs> he had a retrofitted van. Nate Newton had two, three hundred pounds. Yeah, That's my intent to van. sell. Uh-huh. Two pounds is not intent to sell. Really? That's crazy. That's a Dumb law. They're saying that's intent to sell two pounds. Whatever. And, I, and that's an NBA player. You smoke that in a day. And and I'm wondering um, why what apparently seemed to be you know a very, 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 very small-scale riot with bottles being thrown and more people coming out when the police showed up and cars being damaged. Uh, how only two men, and one of them being Zach Randolph, ended up getting arrested? I, you know, I, was he holding the weed and flaunting right. it? Yeah. Did and, they see him throw a bottle? So I mean, there's a, there's still a lot of things here yeah. uh, to be figured out. And the the most important thing, I guess, for now, or just to keep in mind, um, the 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 intent to sell things sounds bad. Yeah. But sometimes that's just a math thing, and there's so much weed that it just well, triggers automatic we, charges. We have draconian laws on the books as far as drugs are concerned. And that's something our previous president tried to amend. And and now our current uh, uh, attorney general is trying to go back to the old laws. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Two pounds. Cats smoke. They smoked that on a a cross-country trip to play a game. How much do you think I'm bringing to the Jersey Shore this weekend? Yeah. I'm going to be there for seven nights with my parents and my mother-in-law. That's that's intent for you to get smoked out so you don't have to to talk to you. Yeah. (laughs) It's called Darwinism. (laughs) I've got to keep myself afloat. That's called checking out. (laughs) Yeah. When the cops pull me over and I explain what's going on, they go, you don't have enough. (laughs) Hold on. We just took some from somebody. I can get... You just signed this requisition form. I said, we confiscated this. We're going to give it to you. Here you go. We, of course, uh, reserve the right to take this seriously if new details emerge. But this... um, Two pounds. I'm not going to say. (laughs) I ain't selling my two pounds. I just got the two pounds. Uh, Anywhere else going to tell you that this is nonsense because two pounds of weed's not that much? (laughs) (laughs) No. They're like, oh, Zach Randolph. Arrested. Oh, he's Weed in big King trouble. Finn, yeah. Zach Randolph. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Pablo Escobar, the NBA. <laughs> Two pounds. We yeah. had guys bringing that on the plane back from games in San Francisco back in the day. Drug cartel started by NBA star <laughs> broken up in Los Angeles yesterday. <laughs> now, Mikey B's take was he could imagine that Zach Randolph needed to sell weed. Right. Because he plays in the NBA. Now, I wouldn't just automatically disqualify that as a general well, yeah, thought. Right. We've I mean, had, dude just might sell weed for the fun of it. Yeah, I didn't think Nate Newton had to do it. There have been right. other players who've been involved in the drug, drug game right. as, as distributors. But two pounds? Come on. I'm to throw that out of court. And apparently Zach waste my time with this. had at least one other previous marijuana incident. Uh, I guess police had searched his house after a marijuana dealer was beaten up. Uh, I don't remember all the details if they thought <laughs> hey, that. Hey, man, this is a little light. This ain't two pounds. I said two pounds. <laughs> I'm Zach Randolph. So he beat him because he didn't bring enough weed to the house. <laughs> yeah, he, now, he that, with his light that situation, we got an issue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. man, I ordered four pounds. What the rest of my smoke? Let's, uh, let's continue with a little law and order here. I don't, I don't know if, if you saw this. Uh, but according to TMZ Sports, police in uh, in Virginia have found the man who said he was Lucky Whitehead. Okay, great. And now here's the thing. Now their their explanation, the police, it was at Prince Edward County in Virginia or Maryland, wherever it was, said that this guy knew Lucky Whitehead's name and social and right. whatever. Okay, fine, but that he looked like him, so that's why they didn't ever you know not believe him. 
Here's a side-by-side picture that maybe maybe times have changed, but they look nothing alike. Wow. I mean, the one dude looks a little bit like John Legend, I guess, a little bit. I don't know. And yeah, then, I can and, see that. And he's got a huge tattoo right across the front of his neck. The, Lucky Whitehead's alike. got dreads and no tattoo. How I mean, did they look, look nothing Welcome alike. Welcome to my world. Yeah, he fits is. the description. <laughs> Those guys do not look alike. I shouldn't have mentioned this. I'm sorry. Well, Pete I'm glad you mentioned it. Half of America. <laughs> yeah, the ones that don't believe in the, our plight. They do not look alike. Yeah, they don't look anything alike. It did not fit the description. Nothing. That's ridiculous. The only, I mean, unless this gentleman, because the one picture they have here is not from yesterday, because he hasn't been in cust- taken into custody yet, unless he's grown dreads. Uh, I mean, they, there's there's nothing to put them together. I mean, there's nothing, and the huge tattoo that says right. "I'm not lucky." What I mean, that really should yeah, have been a good exactly. clue. I guess they didn't go they didn't go below the chin. They just went from chin up. From chin up, they resemble each other. Uh, what about that tattoo below the chin? We didn't no. look below the chin. We ignored that. Oh, wow. anyone could have that. Uh, oh, so this is Davon terrible. Newman. If you know who Davon Newman is, Davon. And they've also apparently amended. We didn't we think that he took like almost two hundred dollars worth of stuff from this store. Yes, and people couldn't figure out how, how, what he was stealing yes. from a Wawa yeah. because everything cost three fifty. <laughs> this now he is, stole the whole Wawa. Yeah, the big, I mean you'd have to like they steal the soda machine, not a <laughs> not a drink. Don't mind me carrying this big gold machine out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's really thirsty. Uh, this now says that he stole only forty dollars worth of stuff. Uh. Which is much more interesting. I mean, that's that's oh, you can wow. do. I think maybe you automatically get a fine of two hundred dollars, and and that's how it should be interpreted. Interpret who? Your statement is <laughs> incongruous with with the facts. <laughs> no, for reals. <laughs> yes. Wait. I got wait, a funny fist bump. Wait. <laughs> interpreted. We, yeah. Interpreted. Sorry. Thank you. And uh, in, in, incongruent <laughs> with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I love it's that. It's incongruous, Mike. Okay, incongruous. Yeah, all right, so close enough. anything over a certain amount. I think you automatically, automatically get fined the $200 because right. yeah. it would be impossible to leave a store with $200 in value from there. Just but impossible. even $40 worth well, of stuff. At least it's possible. No, you what, could, what are you stealing? You could get the 40 bucks between like a six, because they sell beer. So you could sell steal some liquor and like a sandwich and a bag of chips. You could get the 40 easily. And I, I would think you could get to 200. You just need a wheelbarrow to take things out of the store. You couldn't put it like underneath your $40, coat. $40, you, you're going to need a wheelbarrow. Beer? How much a damn beer costs in the Wawa? Well, if you got like a six pack. Okay, a six pack, you can see a bucks, six pack. Where are you going to hide that? Where are you going to hide behind a six pack? Behind my back. And I just, and I go, and I walk Okay, out so backwards. six pack, let's say what? How much a six pack? 12 bucks? Sure. If Twelve that. bucks, if that. Okay, so we we have uh, twenty eight more dollars to go. You get a sandwich that's eight bucks. Damn, sandwich that's, costs eight dollars at yeah, the Wawa. Yeah, you can get a big like foot long hoagie at Wawa. Okay, so eight bucks. So we got twelve bucks to go, or, or twenty dollars to go. Yeah, stack uh, they, of honey buns. They do sell another five. Yeah, they sell, like, chargers and stuff like that. So there could be, like, a small electronic okay. thing. You throw a fidget spinner in there, that's another four or five bucks. Get some batteries. A gift yeah, card. A gi- <laughs> yeah, but you got to activate gotta the gift, gift card. card so you can't. <laughs> I stole this gift card for you, but don't use it. I'm back on interpreted. That wasn't that <laughs> wasn't one of your I did it for content things? Like no, that you- was one of those I said the word wrong. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I- 
855. Again, and this is a person, by the way, that got invited to a Met game before me by there 18 hours. I can't. We can't give you all the details. They will, though, be included uh, as bonus material on the Geo and Jones <laughs> Season 3 DVD. But right now, I can't give you all the background. Yeah. But we did do more investigating on ActGate yesterday uh, and found out that I that, that I was asked after, a, after more than just Mike. Yeah. And like 18 hours, Mike Mike went f- close to the top, and then I was one of the last people asked to go to a Met game the other day by Rich Ackerman. So the moral of the story is, Ack hears me when I'm mean to him in the newsroom. But I, he still I, asked you, though. Because he just needed, he because he was looking for somebody. The moral At of the that story point, is, you take anything. The moral of the story is, Ack needs two pounds. That's what he <laughs> needs. That's the moral of the story. And, and Snack Food Jake, uh, one of our... Uh, Consistent listeners, yeah. At Jake Wayne ninety two has a good one. Two pounds ain't intent to sell; it's intent to Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you win, baby! Yeah, that's right. Intent to choose. That's it. Come on, intent to sell. So uh, draconian as, drug laws. As Marco Belletti mentioned in his last update, we'll sure mention uh, in his next one coming up after our next time out, which also will include a chat with uh, the legendary Anne Liguori. Uh, the Rockets and Knicks have once again restarted Carmelo Anthony trades. Can we just figure out how to get – can we, like, waive the NBA salary cap rules so that we don't need to include Ryan Anderson to make this money line up? Can we just get this over with? Can the commissioner just come in? Remember when D- David Stern didn't let Chris Paul get traded out of New Orleans? Can he just let this one happen so we can move on and we can stop, you know, forsaking Ryan Anderson's paperwork that's holding us all? But just put <laughs> Melo in Houston and let's just move on. Because I've had enough. You're done with it? Yeah, I'm done with it. Like, I'm over this. He needs to be a Rocket. He needs to not be a Nick. He won his staring kinds with Phil Jackson. Put him in Houston. Make well, this their new mega team, and let's go from here. Well, they, they've got to go about it the right way. And, you know, you got to dot the I's, cross the T's. And they feel like you feel, like a lot of Knicks fans feel, or they wouldn't be, even be entertaining making this deal. So the fact that they're back at the table and trying to iron it out, maybe this time – uh, they 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 make some headway and they get it done. I'm tired of talking about it as well. Yeah, because it's football season and it's Is almost it? baseball postseason. Hell with the NBA. All right, well, one last NBA. Oh, see, there you go. Because I'm starting to think that the Cavaliers should want to trade Kyrie Irving as opposed to Kyrie Irving want to be traded <laughs> off of the Cavaliers because uh, there's a new report now that Kyrie, in between, was it rounds one and two or two and three of the playoffs when they had a couple of extra days off that he went for two days through practice and meetings without saying a word to his teammates. It can't be that bad, Kyrie. No way you it, can go two days without talking to your teammates. I mean, and if you are, dude, like, like, uh, get a you, grip. During the playoffs, you're telling me he didn't say a word to his teammates. That, There's you. That's bunk. You can find footage of the game where he has to talk to his teammates. Well, that's different. What are you saying? He didn't have any interaction with them outside the facility? Yeah, in practice. In practice, it he was, didn't talk to his teammates. It was two off days, so it was you know it was no game days. They were practicing. They were around each other, and he was just giving everybody the silent treatment. He was just pouting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Was he pouting because they're getting their asses kicked? No, they had won the free the previous run. They're moving on to the second one. They, the The gap was between series, so they were just killing time, and he was in a hissy fit. And apparently, you know, part of that is important because we thought the timeline began to a certain extent with him being included in trade rumors. So this kind of would predate that uh, and goes more lines of, like, you know, feeling overshadowed by LeBron. 
Charles Barkley weighed on this weighed in on this earlier in the week, and uh, you know, so like, what I've been saying, I don't I don't get it. Like, deal with it. Like, you no. don't you don't pass up playing with LeBron, right? You just don't. And as Charles mentioned, and which completely escaped my mind. Kyrie was the guy before LeBron in Cleveland, right. and it sucked. We've been saying that. We I said mean, that when on, the story dude. first surfaced. Gio and I sat right here and said that. Dude, you had a chance to be the man. You were the man when there was no LeBron. What, three years without LeBron? First three years, no LeBron. What did it get you? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Nope. So why are you whining now? You've been the man. You were it. And, and How'd it go? Being number two in Cleveland's pretty cool, and no one. I mean, the the one thing Kyrie Irving is not is underrated. I mean, that he might be the best individual player in the NBA. Well, and, and and, that's, that, that's why it's disheartening to hear. Or disheartening, not not like I really give a damn. But uh, <laughs> David Griffin, the former GM, to come out and say Kyrie did the right thing, and this was courageous of him. He was the man. He's trying to find himself. He was the man. And I know he was a different man when you're entering in the league after just one year of college ball, but you had a chance to be that guy. You need help in this league. And if you go somewhere else and you have any type of success, there's going to be at least one other superstar there, if not two other, because that's what you need in today's NBA, at least two or three. And you need it in the past as well. It's it's not just one guy. Michael Jordan didn't do it all by himself. Magic didn't do it all by himself. No one's going to do it all by himself. Steph Curry hasn't done it all by himself. Durant couldn't do it all by himself. You need some help. It's just that that is mystifying that Mm. you would feel that way. What what the hell else do you need? You're getting your milk parties reported on. Yeah, dude. You're getting this reported on, that reported on. You're showing up in the postseason. What else do you need? I, I just uh, what type of attention do you need? Call Knuckle Zach Randall. Oh, actually, don't call Zach. Let, lay low <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> like in seventy-two hours, call Zach. Buy some weed. Relax. <laughs> think things over. That is too funny. Intent to Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the latest on weed from Anne Liguori, plus some golf. <laughs> it's round two of the PGA Championship in now. Charlotte. <laughs> Dude, that ball went far. Dude, which is this Bermuda are? rough? <laughs> what kind of rough they got in Baltimore? <laughs> I don't can, know, Brian. Can you smoke this, dude? <laughs> hey, dude, put that in the put that in the bag. This is not the same grass. Right? <laughs> this is not what they Uh-oh. mean by that. Uh, Anne Ligori, a Marco Belletti update, and a missing cat. Because this is Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to Tiki and Tierney weekdays between 3 and 6 Eastern for your chance to win Guns N' Roses tickets right here on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, there's no argument. There's There's no no way. There's no argument at all. And and his excuse was my head was on her ribs and it slipped down to her behind. It might have slipped down. Might have. That's ridiculous. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, because I didn't know what we were talking about until about 90 seconds ago, I, I guess there's a lawsuit going on uh, because Taylor Swift, the singer, says that a, a, a man, a DJ... Right, former DJ. Uh, posing for a picture at some event, uh, reached up behind her, up her skirt, and grabbed uh, her backside. Yeah. And she didn't want this this photo admitted... On the grounds it would prejudice the potential jury. This proves your point, Taylor Swift. What are you talking about? How does this prejudice anything? The guy clearly has his hand on your bum. But then there's a, what, is a courtroom sketch that looks? I haven't seen the courtroom sketch. No, it's sketch. not. That's, it's that's all right. I mean, it, it, it's not a great depiction, yeah. but it's not as uh, crazy and, and uh, horrific looking as the one of Tom Brady. Right. <laughs> 
I mean, it doesn't bore. And, and let's is the DJ that's actually suing Taylor Swift. Right. She's counter oh, suing me. Okay, she's yeah, counter suing for a dollar because okay. she said it's not about the money. She just wants to expose him for what he did. Yeah. What is he suing her for? For getting fired, he wants. Ah. Because she didn't actually technically get fired, but she complained about it, yeah. and then they fired him. So he wants money in, you know, for Look the for the hand. loss of whatever. Where, where else could his hand be? Where I mean, unless her that's not where her butt is, then that's where but his butt is. What the hell would it be? Is. Was her butt not no. place where normal I, I butt say, is? That's why it was funny. Unless right? there's some sort of like George Costanza <laughs> issue with like your elbow, you put your hand on somebody's ribs and it might have slipped down. <laughs> Do you not have control of your arm? Her, 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 her dress was so silky smooth <laughs> that my, my hand just slid down the And then bag. it suction cupped right there. I mean, come on. It just stayed. I know. All right. That's a horrible excuse. How does that? <laughs> I, I, they I, haven't thrown this out of court yet. Again, might have slipped down, but then, you know, I didn't feel like moving it. I'm going to use that one. Girl, my you hand know, it was in a good spot. I can't control it. It just has a mind of its own. <laughs> Just the the left I can control the right one. It just does whatever it wants. Uh, Oops! Did I I'm, I touched? I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. Uh, it's sports update time. Here's Marco Belletti. All right, NFL preseason has begun. A couple of rookie quarterbacks came out of the gates well. Deshaun Kaiser threw for a buck eighty four and a touchdown, helped the Browns finish off the Saints twenty to fourteen. But rookie understands long way to go before he can cement his place as an NFL starter. This whole process, you know, the, the goal is to gain confidence in everything we're doing. Um, there's a reason that we're still in training camp after preseason game one. It's because, you know, I'm still in a developmental stage of my career. Um, we're going to be able to go back now and, and watch this film and, and learn how to watch film in the NFL against an NFL opponent, and I'm really looking forward to that. Meanwhile, Broncos took out the Bears 24-17, but after Mike Glennon underwhelmed at 2-for-8 and 20 yards, second overall pick Mitchell Trubisky looked impressive. 18 to 25, 166 yards, and a touchdown to newcomer Victor Cruz. But he was quick to say, no quarterback controversy here. Mike's the starter. This is his team. Um, I was just able to get a lot of reps tonight. And there's things in that film that we could all learn from each other's reps. And it's all about just getting better. All right, switching to baseball, some notable games in the bigs. Dodgers are now 81 and 33. After they beat the Diamondbacks 8-6, Hugh Darvish, his second win in as many starts since being acquired. He fanned 10 over five innings. Blue Jays blank the Yankees four zip. Bombers have lost six of nine. They fall four and a half game behind the Red Sox in the East. Cardinals up their win streak to six, bounce the Royals 8-6. The Redbirds now within one game of the Cubs in the Central. Pirates are only three back after they disposed of the Tigers 7-5, and the Twins won their fifth straight. They dumped the Brewers 7-2. Zach Randolph in all kinds of hot water, arrested on a felony charge of marijuana possession with the intent to sell. Reportedly found with two pounds of marijuana. He was released on $20,000 bail. Court date is set for August 31st. Rockets and Knicks reportedly talking again about a Carmelo Anthony deal. And they're trying to look for that third team to help with the with the trade there. And the league put out their Christmas Day schedule, third straight year, highlighted by the finals rematch. Warriors taking on the Cavs. Also on the docket, Celtics host the Wizards, Rockets and Thunder, T-Wolves and Lakers in L.A. And, of course, the day begins at the Garden with the Knicks welcoming in the Sixers. Andrew? My mic was on there while I was dancing and humming along. It is day two <laughs> of the PGA Championship at Quail Hollow. 
Some interesting names atop the leaderboard. There's There's a lot to discuss after day one. I was asked to do this myself today after using Greg's voice on tape. <clears throat> so here we go. Here she is. In three, two, and one, it's Ann Liguori. Hey, Ann. It's Andrew and Brian. What's going on? Yesterday, I thought that was you yesterday. No. That was so weak, but I'm glad you stopped. I'm glad he stopped, Ann, because it looked like he's about to have a stroke. That was weak, I must say. <laughs> that was the worst effort I've ever heard anyone introduce me on the planet, Andrew. Well, thank you very much. I'm sorry to, to let you down, Anna. That's not. Especially after yesterday, goal. you faked me out. I thought you were like imitating the great. Man His name is Greg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so good. Welcome to my world. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to, you know, degrade Greg's performance, but oh then I did God. today. You didn't even try. You didn't even put in the effort. I did. I thought it was funny to then do the quick Liguori. He, but he I guess put in not. effort, then he quickly quit. That's what happened. You don't yeah. quit on Ann Liguori, man. What's wrong with Never you? Never quit on me, baby. You follow through. Okay. Brian you, knows what that's all about. No, that's he, right. well, yeah, but he's quit on you. He's been. I've not. Yeah, you've been spooked by the actual Mr. Well, Liguori. I, that I, you've you've I, calmed yourself down out of respect. I let situations breathe. That's what I do. Oh, all right. well, I you're playing even hard get to an get. Invite to Austin, so I'm still <laughs> waiting for the. Damn. The letter in the mail to arrive. Damn. I, I told you, I'm firing the scissors. I told you yesterday, pack up your and get move. out. Yeah. But I'm still waiting for the advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Ann, what do we know about Thorbjorn Olison? Oh, well, okay. Which is a good start. Yes. <laughs> Thorbjorn. Exactly. I guess I can really he do his. He won a couple PGA European Tour events. His last title was the 2016 Turkish airlines open um he's done okay i mean in the 2013 masters he was tied for six in the uh 2012 open championship he tied for ninth uh you know he's just playing really well uh do i expect him to be around this weekend no but you know <laughs> so he's gonna go. He's gonna go the same route as as Bogus trying to do your intro, right? Exactly. Without a P, got the invite to Austin. I love that. You you always have Thursday, Thorbjorn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now, what yeah, about? That's a good title for a, a book. You always have Thursday. <laughs> But that's all it. I want is Thursday, and I'll just take one day a week, okay? One uh, day. Hey, listen, it. this was for him and Kisner, obviously <laughs> the first time for both that they've ever had a lead or a share of the lead in a major. And, um, hey, they could, they could surprise us. I mean, Kisner loves playing on Bermuda. He's from South Carolina. He's used to Bermuda. He's the co-leader with Olison at 400. You know, they both shot 467th, and they both birdied that last hole in only eight guys birdied that hole, the 18th, in the whole field yesterday. So, you know, it will be interesting. You know, hey, I love seeing guys that aren't used to being up there in a major championship have a shot. Well, there are a lot of names. I mean, Grayson Murray, Gary Woodland, and I know you follow the the, the tour uh, much, much uh, 
more intently than we do. Chris Stroud, the names here, you know, Brooks Kepka, we talked about him yesterday. He's up there tied for third, but all these other names, uh, they're foreign to us. Yeah, I mean, Grayson Murray, he's 12th on the tour in driving distance. And his, uh, you know, in this course, you have to be able to crush the ball. Uh, the fairways were very soft. So um, even those guys who, you know, hit long off the tee didn't get the, the, the length that they're used to because the fairways were so soft, yet the greens were so firm and hard. So it's playing really, really tough. And uh, I, I, with no rain in the forecast, um, until tonight, and then over the weekend, there's you know a, a what 50 percent chance on Saturday thunderstorms, 60 percent chance on Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see how the forecast this week and how the rain predicted to finally come will affect this golf course because a lot of the players yesterday were really you know talking about the greens, how how fast they they were and how tricky they are with all the undulations. So. Yeah, I think in particular the fourth hole, which is a which is a brand new hole, and was uh, maybe harder than guys expected yesterday. Absolutely. Well, they all were. I mean, yeah. they're just really difficult. They're they're they have this graininess to them. And in fact, Rory McIlroy, who will start this morning, he played late in the day yesterday, and he just said the greens got so very grainy as the day went on, and it was hard for him really to read putts and if you were a little offline just a tad there was no way the ball was going to go in the hole uh, and you'd figure somebody like Rory McIlroy who has won on this course twice including his very first PGA Tour victory was on this golf course and then he broke a record the second time he won it um, he said it's a definitely a very different course than what he played to win those two PGA Tour events he said that the greens are very slick and the Bermuda rough around the greens is really difficult. You can't get any spin on the ball. So not only do you have the you know the tough greens as you mentioned on four and, and most of these uh, on the on most of the holes, but you also have this Bermuda rough that's given the players a, a lot of uh, trouble. So you have to be dead accurate off the tee. You don't want to get into that rough at all, or you can't have much control. What was the downfall of Phil Milkison? Phil couldn't do anything right. <laughs> I mean, you know, he drove the ball into the water on seven, uh, into the rough on eight, ten. Um, he had a bad second shot on 15. He could not chip. And normally that's what he's so great at. He had poor iron shots. Um, just, you know, he just struggled. I just, he just hasn't been, you know, his best. Obviously, he did not play in the U.S. Open at Aaron Hills because he, uh, you know, attended his daughter's graduation. Uh, he missed the cut at the Open Championship. I just think mentally uh, he, he may not be 100% there. So it's certainly his plus eight yesterday was the worst score for him at a PGA Championship. And, um, you know, hopefully today he'll get out there and, and put on a better performance. But he just, he just didn't have it yesterday, obviously. And we talked about Rory and Jordan Spieth yesterday uh, as favorites this weekend, both of them at one under after round one. Anything you saw from uh, either one of them that may maybe makes you pull back a little bit on the on their chances to win this whole thing? Yeah, well, both are plus one. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. yeah, no worries. I mean, they're still in it, obviously. But Jordan Spieth drove the ball very well yesterday, but um, he said he could not have putt any worse. And he was talking about 
how tough the greens were as well. He said he burned the edges on a lot of putts yesterday. He said the pins are on two and a half to three degree slopes, so you have to leave putts below the hole to have a shot. So you have to really know where to place the ball with those approach shots and with all the undulation on the greens. It's very, very tough because um, you could be right, you know, you could aim right for the hole and then the, the ball rolls down and you have a 20, 25-foot putt. So um, he was even as he made the turn. He started on the back. Then he bogeyed one, five, and six. But then again, Mr. Resilience, he birdied seven and eight. So, uh, you know, he, he was able to make two birdies after those early bogeys. And um, I think, you know, we're going to see a good performance from Jordan Speed today. Hopefully his putting will be better. And then Rory will play. Speed plays in the afternoon. Rory plays this morning. And as I say, he has to get out there and just make putts. You know, he was driving the ball pretty well. But on uh, holes 14, actually holes 13, 14, and 15, he was three over. He had a double on the 14th. He went for the green. It was, it's a 344-yard um, par four, 14th. So you can decide if you want to you know, go for it. His, he just overcooked it with a three-wood, turned it over, hit it in the water, and um, made double there. So... That derailed him a little bit, but, um, you know, he was two under through 12 holes. It looked like he was really going to do well, and then he uh, kind of ran into trouble on 13, 14, and 15. So last question for you, Ann. Around this morning. Last question for you, and we'll let you get to the course. And, uh, as, as PGA setups go, where would you rank this one as far as difficulty? It's a good question because so many of these players are saying that the greens are the toughest they've ever experienced, and uh, – you know, a lot of them are saying it's the toughest uh, PJ Championship layout that they've played. So I would say it has to be right up there. Um, I just think because it's, um, it's so long I, and also because of the tricky conditions with the fairways being uh, soft, you're not getting a lot of roll. And then with the greens being so firm and, and fast and um, with a lot of undulation, it's really hard to make putts. So I think they're kind of giving them – a lot of challenges all at once. So until the rain comes, um, I think it's going to play really, really tough. And one last apology for letting you down with the <laughs> intro. Um, I will forgive you, Andrew. Try to work on it for the next time. Yes, mm. uh, I will also learn I how to read leaderboards too. Things from you. You have a lot of talent. Thank you, Anne. You uh, have a lot of potential, and I really want you to put. Put more of an effort into it next time. Mm. <laughs> put your back into it, yeah. boy. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're the best. Ha- have a great I weekend. You, so I I do. Giving you a hard time. I do. I, you I, love I'm me. Just... Of course. Oh, okay. I, just want, that thing. I, I just had to make sure. You know, I hadn't heard in a while. Wow, I would love you to try that intro, Brian. And... Well, but we already knew Brian was more of a man than me. See what I'm saying? Yeah. There you go, boy. Andrew. Mm. I know. Got to put your back into it. I told you. Take some notes. Mm. (sighs) Shamed once again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And I'm going to go cry. Enjoy the golf. We'll hear you all weekend. We'll talk to you again soon, Ann. Thanks, as always, for the time. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend.
Uh, Anne Liguori, hear her throughout the day today, tomorrow and Sunday, and I, maybe Monday with the way the forecast is for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it is the PGA Championship live updates throughout the weekend right here from Anne on CBS Sports Radio. We need a break. When we come back, we need to talk about Ezekiel Elliott because maybe on Monday when Greg is back, he and Brian uh, will be breaking down a suspension for the Cowboy running back, and it may be even longer than we expected. That's next on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Here. Advanced Auto Parts introduces Speed Perks. Spend $100 and get $20 off your next qualified purchase. No cards to carry, no points to keep track of, no nonsense. How about this? Uh, did you see it? This is not on our rundown, so I don't want to stump you with it, but um, did you see this little uh, NASCAR drama this week between uh, Kevin Harvick and Dale Jr.? I did not. So Kevin Harvick... Uh, and I hope it's Kevin Harvick, uh, has a weekly show on Sirius XM NASCAR radio. Okay. And I don't know how it came up. I don't know if he was asked about this uh, or what, but said to the effect that Dale Jr. has stunted NASCAR's growth Mm. because he is the sport's most popular driver but doesn't win. He has nine wins in ten years. Mm. And the sport would have grown more if Dale Jr. had Jimmy Johnson's success. And Dale Jr. said those words were hurtful. I would agree with that. He's doing analysis. I would agree with that. Dale Jr. wins the favorite driver poll each and every year. I mean, he's won every year he's been in the sport, it seems like. He picked up the mantle from his father, who was always, it seemed like, named the the favorite driver. If it wasn't him, it was Bill Elliott. Bill Elliott, Dale Earnhardt Sr., Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, Each and every year, he's the favorite driver. And if he had one more, not just mainly at restricted uh, tracks, uh, uh, restricted plate races, yeah, the sport would have grown by leaps and bounds. I'm cool with that, and that's not a knock on Dale Jr. That's just stating the facts. Look at his record. You said nine wins in ten years, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if if he had gone on a winning spree like his pops or like a Jimmy Johnson, all those titles in a row, Dale Jr.'s never won – the, the the championship, right? So I, I agree with that. And I don't think Harvick was saying that out of spite. Harvick was the guy that jumped into his father's car after his father lost his life there at Daytona. So he wouldn't take, I don't think he'd take shots at Dell Jr. He's just stating the facts. If he's the most popular driver each and every year, and if he goes on a, a winning spree like a Jimmy Johnson, of course the sport's going to grow like crazy. We're going to get to this with A.J. Hawk when he joins us to kick off our next hour here on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, this has been going on for forever now. The latest report through Pro Football Talk is that the suspension, that he's going to get suspended. A suspension is, quote, definite, and we could get it as soon as today, if not early next week. And apparently, and this began with Elliott's camp prepping for two games, then four got floated to start this week. Now we're up to maybe as many as six games for Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think they know what's going to happen as, as far as the suspension. And they're, they're bringing up a number of different things that have occurred. Uh, the pulling down of the bra of the young lady at the, the Mardi Gras festival or whatever festival uh, they, he was attending. That was wrong. Now there's this latest incident with punching a DJ in the face. 
Maybe uh, the DJ sucked maybe, at being a DJ. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, allegedly he punched the DJ in the face. And it, and the reports that through, uh, through, uh, along a six-day period, there were five incidents of domestic violence with this one young lady. Over a six-day period. Five incidents? Really? Wow. And, and But those folks uh, there where this alleged incident took place, the, the, the prosecutors there, they said there's nothing to charge here. Right. So somebody has some information somebody else does not have or someone's looking at the same information and deriving a different outcome. And obviously there is a, there's a big difference between two and six games in a lot of different ways. Um, but if, if he ends up missing, you know, let more, me correct myself. Yeah. Dell Jr. has 26 wins over the life of his career. The last 10 years with Hendrick with Motorsports, nine. Yeah. just nine. Yes. Uh, but the, the jump to you know, a month or more for Elliot now really could be season defining for the Cowboys. I mean, they're still good without him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, he's their most impactful offensive player, with all due respect to Des Bryant I mean, that's, and, and Dak Prescott, obviously. I mean, that's just, to me, how good Ezekiel Elliott is. And now, if you don't have him for September, and I, and I want to say, you know, they open with the Giants. I think those are four <laughs> NFC games, too, in that first month. Um, and at some point, those can come back to get you when we get into tiebreakers and whatnot. Um, the Packers are in there, too. So... You know, and and it's again not to shift the conversation away from the more serious, real topic of domestic violence and player behavior, but from our perspective, from a sports perspective, now all of a sudden we've gone from Jerry Jones saying he's not going to get suspended. There's mm-hmm. no reason to suspend him. Right. You know, to maybe them their season starting completely differently because he's out for four, five, or six games. And let's say he is out. Now you have uh, Darren McFadden, uh, who's the backup. You have Alfred Morris. Uh, and and you have a uh, Ronnie Hillman who's uh, came in uh, this year. So uh, and, and Dak's going to have to use his legs. So uh, you have some other guys who'll just have to step up. Alfred Morris and McFadden have been starters in this league uh, for a while now, and and playing behind that offensive line. Uh, let's see if they can open up some holes. And these guys, while they're not going to be Ezekiel Elliott, uh, they do have uh, some some history of, of playing well at times. At least Morris does for, for Washington. McFadden stayed hurt, it seemed like, his entire career there at Oakland. Uh, so they're going to have to find a way to get it done without Zeke if this is the case and there's going to be an extended uh, absence uh, for the running back. Giants at Broncos, at Cardinals, home for the Rams, home for the Packers, at the Niners. Those are the first six games of the season for the Dallas Cowboys. So the divisional battle to begin with, the team that beat them twice last year from the Giants, a tough road game. On the other team to beat them, the Packers. Yeah, two tough road games in a row. Then the Rams, then the Packers, and then at San Francisco, which is really the only breathing room in that opening stretch, which now may all not include Ezekiel Elliott. NFL football, college football talk with A.J. Hawk, former Packer now at Sirius XM College Football Radio. We'll join him. He'll join us, rather, next on Geo and Jones. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 